Welcome to Talkin' Docs, the monthly show where we dive into the world of documentaries and review them for your listening pleasure. Why documentaries, you may ask? Well, documentaries have the power to inform, educate, and entertain us in ways that few other mediums can. They allow us to delve deep into a subject, explore different perspectives, and challenge our assumptions. But with so many documentaries out there, it can be overwhelming to decide what to watch. That's where we come in. On Talkin' Docs, we'll cover a wide range of topics, from politics and social issues to art, science, and nature. So whether you're a seasoned documentary buff or just dipping your toe into the genre, Talkin' Docs is the perfect place to discover new films, expand your horizons, and join the conversation about the world around us. Hi, welcome to Talkin' Docs. My name is Jennifer Smith. I am here with my two wonderful co-hosts in no particular order. Cowboy Roger and Demet Logan Crosland. How are you boys? Doing great, Jenny. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Uh, feeling kind of octopusy. See, you said his name first this time, so I didn't say anything. So see, see, let him go good. first. There you, you go. Learned. <laughs> we're, we're doing we're, good. We're figuring this out here. We're figuring yeah, this out. Yeah. If it's one year in, I think we'll have it all. We'll have it. Yeah, it'll be down. all smooth by then. Yep. <laughs> as long well, as we don't bring it, as long as we don't bring in any special guests or anything to, you know, well, make it make it more complex. Yeah. Um, speaking of complex, um, we are in the animal world for this season of Talking Docs. So we talked, we talked bears and we talked temps. So now we're going under the sea and we're going to talk uh, octopus. Um, you guys big fan octopus? What y'all know about them? In general, yeah, just you know, like a small one, would you freak out? I mean, I I enjoy calamari as as much as the next guy. Eat them, okay, guys. No, no, but like I I didn't know that much about. I'd not been um, didn't know too much about octopus before the movie, but I've been absolutely incredible creature. That octopus is the star of this movie. Some of the stuff it did, some of the stuff it did, like I think it's. Like smarter than me in, in in a lot of ways. Hell yeah, which is I pretty mean, impressive for a pressure. thing that's about that big. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I'm sure the listeners would as well. So I was going to bring this up because I was sure in the course of the documentary that they would name the animal. Um, they did not do that at all, and I thought we can't talk. And just say the octopus talked to us the whole episode. So I thought maybe we should name her, or the, unless that feels weird and disrespectful in some way, I don't know. We're humanizing the animal, I guess. But we did that. He, with the I chimp. mean, the, the, this guy humanized the hell out of that octopus. Oh, for sure. I think us giving it a name is uh, is going to be just fine. Um. So, um, Sophie. Hmm. <laughs> Polly. Polly? Mm-hmm. That kind Octavia. of just makes me think of the Nirvana song. Yeah. Oct- <laughs> Octavia the octopus. No, and then I'll think of Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he couldn't name her either, and that's what. What about so, um, how about um oh what's her name? Charlize, because the octopus is South African. <laughs> Charlize. All right. 
I mean, I can't really argue with that. That is not where I thought we would go uh, when I asked that question. But Charlene's all right. That's a sexy name for a sexy octopus we got. Because this man falls in love hard with this with this animal. He falls in something for sure. Yeah. Uh, this was your pick again, Roger, right? Or yep, yep. You for yeah. for whatever reason we've we've gone with all my picks for the yeah, animal documentaries. Have. We feel free, Jenny or Logan, to drop <laughs> <laughs> the next one. I feel like we do my picks, and then my pick is like maybe a little ridiculed. Like that happened with the oh, with the no. bear one. Well, with Not the bear one, I yes. Like, I feel like like the energy I'm getting from Logan is. <laughs> He might, he might ridicule this one. I'm just, uh, no, it I'm just was guessing. Great. It was great. But no, yes, was, this was, was my pick. It, it won Best Picture, I believe, yeah. for uh, Best Documentary in 2020. And and I, for one, was 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 touched by it. I thought it, I thought it was very good. I mean, yeah. it's you know, there, there's things to discuss, but right <laughs> over overall, I don't know how you could watch this and not. Uh, come away learning about the octopus and you know probably having a greater appreciation for octopi I believe. Octopi, yes. <laughs> and uh, and then you know take it a step further maybe learn a little about yourself at the same time well yeah i mean that it was definitely put over um with the emo vibe um the man was practically in tears um for half the documentary while he talked about the octopus um which is interesting. I mean, you know, passion and dedication and all of that stuff is is admirable. And he he was deeply touched by the whole experience. And I, I actually cried a little bit because it's sad. You know, the story ends up being kind of sad. Um, but we're in where he was in South Africa and uh, a kelp forest, which is interesting. And the water, he said was eight or nine degrees celsius when i did the math you know uh the girl math it said 46 degrees uh water that he's diving in and he's free diving there's no tanks and to me that was the most anxiety inducing parts <laughs> of the documentary um i don't know about y'all but when i watch anything where anybody's underwater i automatically try to hold my breath and this doesn't really work out for me a lot of times and this that's man like the, that's he, the weirdest thing i've ever heard in my life i know i know i'm a weirdo <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding and uh i've but never so, heard of either but I, I don't i don't blame you <laughs> but it's just like a little like how are they doing that because i'm always just amazed like at, at people who can dive for extended amounts of time have you watched so there's a i'm not not to go on a tangent but there is a um a free diving documentary on Netflix. I just watched it like two weeks ago about real free divers who go down like a thousand meters. That is badass. It's like, awesome. And terrifying. We, we, we should, we should consider doing it. So if you, especially if you have, yeah. have a thing about free diving, like it's, yeah. it's real, it's real good. Okay. So the, the guy that we're talking about, his name is Craig Foster. And so he's a filmmaker and he briefly in the beginning of the documentary talks about his experience um, where he was filming a documentary uh, and with these trackers out in the desert. And he was so influenced and moved by their connection to the land 
and the way that they saw things in their environment. And then I think he directly took those experiences and used it um, when he started diving. He just decided he's going to dive every day into the kelp forest. And he sees this octopus doing this weird thing with these shells. And he's like, what is this? And it isn't until the end of the documentary where we see what he means by that. And we see how the octopus uses the shells in a defensive maneuver against the shark, which is fascinating and awesome uh, the way that it's filmed. So, but I have questions about how is this filmed? <laughs> because he is a documentary filmmaker. It's clear, but is he the it shows him diving like it shows the perspective of being outside of him so he's not holding the camera is he diving to set up cameras and then swimming is somebody with him you know like i guess i just had a lot of questions about the logistics i'm not sure i think he shot most of it would be by seem i guess but i mean if not all of it i mean they they really made it seem like he was he was doing it by him by himself, right? But then obviously there's that like, seems vid- like video of him, like somebody filming him diving into the water and stuff, right? So mm. unless he set up a um, tripod or, or whatever, like a drone, it would be, tri- uh, it would be, it be challenging. But I don't know. But you know, it was produced by the same guy who did Chimp Empire. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. okay. Um, so they're, they know what they're doing, obviously. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But I, I mean, it... I think it was just him by himself for the most part. And that's crazy to me. It's pretty yeah. um good, I'm sorry. No, you good, good. I was gonna say, like his I don't think he intended to he intended to do this every single day. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like he was in like um they talked about it, like a real down point in his life, like mm-hmm. and went down there a couple of times and said, saw the octopus and then said, What happens if I go every day and then went every day for like a year? Mm-hmm. Um so it's pretty, pretty That's, crazy. Yeah, I mean, the filmmaker side of him must have seen that, you know, potential. And, but maybe I'm being a little cynical. What do you think, Logan? Yeah, I, I think he was just looking for something different. I think the filmmaker part of him was kind of getting tired. He was kind of over, it seemed like he was kind of over doing the whole documentary thing. And he was just trying to find something new, like, you know, maybe diving with, open something up new to him and it kind of did it kind of ended up doing that for him you know mm-hmm. he discovered this kelp forest and went to it every day and discovered this uh octopus and all the stuff that she uh, octopi whatever anyways <laughs> um, i think it's multiple yeah, yeah, yeah i got you um anyways discovered what she could do like you said, kind of saw her for the first time doing the whole defense mechanism thing with like holding the rock up or the shell as a shield and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, the the picture quality and the it's very, like I told you before. Yeah, we started recording. It's very picturesque. Uh, it's very beautiful. Uh, just the the landscape and all the underwater stuff going on. Um, just all the all that he can show. And I don't know really know how he did all the camera things because it the very beginning he goes down and sets the camera down just to kind of study what uh the octopus does or charlie's i guess is what <laughs> what i should call her um but he, you know he kind of takes the camera down and just sets it and doesn't like stay by it or anything like that but just to kind of see what charlie's does um and uh 
so I don't know if it was that, and he just kind of had it somewhat attached to him, or like I don't, I don't really know. But I think obviously if he's above land, I think somebody was filming him because it was from a distance. So it was, yeah. So I think he got some incredible footage. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, the close-ups of the octopus, mm. and and especially the forest, like the kelp forest. Yeah. I thought it was just beautiful. Like every every shot is an absolute gorgeous. Well, and shot. similar to like chimp empire in that right. way and it's kind of a same kind of deal where where he embedded himself in, very immersive in the, in the in the environment so that the octopus so charlie's became comfortable <laughs> uh became comfortable with him i love watching her swim you know just and then it he would he he learns about um the animal kind of as he goes because he didn't really know anything so he talks about you know getting books and stuff like that and he would film her swimming you know jetting off with you know the ink or whatever that comes out it is good but yeah um and then he filmed her where she would put two of her legs down, tentacles down, and was walking walk like yeah. legs on the bottom. I thought cool. that was amazing. It was really cool. And he, like, at least for this specific movie, he had like a pretty, pretty good talent, like a pretty good talent as a narrator. Which, oh, yeah. like, because yeah. they didn't do like a new, like, they didn't have Maharasha Ali yeah, yeah. or whoever. Yeah. It was him. Yeah. And the way he like he describes, you know, oh, and then she's so and so wearing really a cool. dress, like like I mean, he's you know he's very descriptive, he and is. I thought it was a good idea to have him as the narrator I because and I know we joked about it earlier, but he like he deeply he had a deep connection to Charlie's, like a very very deep borderline unhealthy borderline if you want to be cynical, yes. uh, but like he. You know, he like the stuff he said where he learned how to track an octopus, right? And he just learned everything about an octopus. Like he, I mean, I think he said at the end that he, you know, when she when she died, it, in some ways it was a relief because he had begun to think like an octopus, an octopus yeah. right? So like to have him narrate it from in the first person like that um, was was. Like I thought was really good because it really was. the way he the way he was describing things was like I don't know if you just brought in Mark Wahlberg or something like if that would have um, <laughs> if it would have had the passion. It's a fucking octopus kid. Uh, but no, probably I, I a bad example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm just playing. Um, no, he he yeah, him being the narrator was very good. I think it some sometimes it can get lost in translation what you want to convey. Uh, so I think, you know, it was good that he got his perspective out there and talked about uh, the whole thing. And like you said, he was very descriptive in what he, everything he said. So um, really, really got into the details and the track, like when he lost the octopus for the one time uh, and he found it and like learned, you know, he had learned from the trackers previously that he'd done documentaries on. Um, but the fact that he found her again after, you know, you know, what he said, she's like this big. So, um, yeah. I thought that was really incredible. It is like, and even the footage of him, like just her touching him for the first time, and she would just like wrap her tentacles around his hand and stuff. Like, I could see like how he could feel that way, you know. And he talks about, you know, he's hanging out with her, she trusts him, and then he tries to leave, and then she follows him. 
And mm. then he said that it was just an incredible feeling that this wild animal was just doing its own thing. And then all of a sudden, it's sort of bonded with you and wants to follow you somewhere. And I'm like, I can imagine that would be incredibly amazing. Yeah, well, any of us who have pets, right? Like we bond I mean, I can speak for myself. I bond. Right. I bond with my pet. But they're and, not a wild animal, though. Well, no, no, but it's kind of like I mean, if anything, maybe that makes it even stronger, right? Because right. this animal yeah. doesn't rely on him for anything. And right. what are the odds that it, so that it would happen? So smart. Um. So we should. I'd like to get to. The, 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 I think it was kind of like, say controversial or just. <laughs> So, so here's the thing, right? Like, there's there's one part of this movie that really bothers me, oh, really? and that I wanted. I was really excited to talk to the two of you about. Uh -huh. Okay. So he crosses the line, right? He lets the octopus touch him. He carries the octopus around, right? Mm -hmm. They have this bond, right? Like as soon as as soon as that as soon as Charlize like makes physical contact with him, right? Haven't He's we crossed? In. Haven't we crossed the line, right? Yeah. So, how 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 the, how are you watching Charlize get attacked by that shark and not do yeah. anything about it? The shark's only a foot long or whatever. All you got to do is swim over there, and it's going to run away. And I like he's like I didn't I you know I didn't want to cross the line, but then he like feeds Charlize clams yeah. while she's hurt, which is like super crossing the line. You cannot cross the line any more than that. <laughs> And then the shark attacks again later, and he says, "I'm, you know, part of me just wanted to go in and help her. Well, fucking go help her then. You already crossed the line multiple times. It's like he's willing to cross it except to protect her from one of these sharks. Right, right. So you got to be either in or out. Like Chimp Empire, <laughs> Chimp Empire, they stayed 20 Game feet off. or whatever away. They observed, and that was it. He had Charlize hanging out on his arm. Yeah. You know, like... I don't know. So that that and and I don't feel like it was adequately adequately addressed or explained in the movie. I would agree. It yeah. to me, I, I noticed that as well, and I think that he thought it would be, make a better movie if he caught a shark attack on film. You know, to me, that's what it seemed like, and it was kind of amazing watching the shark attack. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I so don't that's know. Like, that's a, so you think you think the you think he put the the dramatic quality of the movie above Charlize's life. He wasn't he wasn't as in love then. I think I think <laughs> almost losing her to the shark really made him realize what he was doing. You know, or do you uh, think some of it's? Do you think? Do you think he, he followed, felt so bad? That's why he the octopus. Do you think any of it's revisionist? Like, hey, I have all this great footage. Oh, that's okay. like the ultimate. That's like the ultimate cynic, right? Really the, the, the relationship cynic, piece of it is BS, but <laughs> but just for dramatic quality. Because I can't, and it could be the case, right? Because I cannot figure out. I can't figure out why he would cross the line to feed her and carry her. But not protect her from the shark. It was the, the a lot of time, the especially too. even yeah. the first time, right? The first time he's conflicted about crossing the line. It's early on still, mm -hmm. but she gets attacked. 
The shark takes a, an, a, a, an, arm, an arm. An arm. She almost dies. He apparently feels so bad about it that he he goes, they show him breaking up clams, putting the clams in front of her den, and then she's eating the clams. But then he says, I don't think it really helped her anyway. Right. And, and when I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, you have footage of her eating the clam when yeah. she can barely move, so maybe it helped her. But like, feeding the wild animal is is it's the worst thing you can do, right? As if as far yeah. as like a a documentary filmmaker or anything, or like even like a conservationist, right? Like it's like the first rule is never feed the wild Don't animal, yeah. because then now they're going to associate with you with food and it puts them in danger. So once yeah. he did all that. When the next shark attack happens, where she does the amazing thing, where she yes. does, the, she She's covers so herself in shells, yes. and then he, the shark bites her, like is throwing her around, and then he, she sits on the shark's back and gets away that way. That was so cool. But oh, it's amazing! Um, incredible footage. Incredible. Like if you've already crossed that line, and Why he said, "Oh, part of me really wanted to just go help her." Like, why not? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And I'm not saying, uh, like, to me, shot, motherfucker. You I know. To me, he shouldn't have crossed. Like, he shouldn't have fed her, right? Or maybe shouldn't have made physical contact with her. Yeah. I can see how it was irresistible, though. Us humans, it's hard to hold yeah. that, you know? Once and then he says like also, that. when she got attacked the first time, that I felt partially responsible because maybe she was only out at night because I was there. There, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe you were partially responsible. And maybe you shouldn't allow her to get eaten by a fucking shark if, <laughs> since it's your fault. Well, they only got the one arm, so that wasn't too Lucky. bad. She grew it back. She it was, it, back. Yeah, it, it was made for some incredible footage. I get a little fired up there. <laughs> I, just don't, I just didn't get it. I, just, I, I, I have trouble rationalizing the two things like he cared about he cared about the about her that much to feed her but not to intervene when she's well, look, sharks you know. are scary motherfucker what do you want to do you want him to fight this fucking shark that shark wasn't big like because she wasn't big it was about you. the same size that shark if you it, it, all he would have to do is go over there and that shark's gonna run away think so yes <laughs> My my thing is is I agree with Roger. I don't think uh, I I don't think he should have holding it. I think I could I could get with, but like feeding it just messes up the natural flow of things. I kind of agree with that. Mm -hmm. My my take on not attacking or not going after the shark when it goes after her is maybe he didn't want to necessarily go after like the natural. Uh, like circle of life, like the shark mm -hmm. is supposed to eat the octopus. That's what it gets yeah. for food, or you know that that he didn't want to mess with the like circle of life and how nature is supposed to work. But also, if you go at that point, he messed with it by feeding the octopus. So, um, I think I, his I emotions really... just got the better of him. Like he yeah. knew it was wrong, but he did yeah. it anyway. To be I, clear, I think the best thing would have been for him to not do anything. Right, like that—that's yeah. what he's supposed to do. I but. mean, he definitely shouldn't have fucked it. I mean, probably that was—that <laughs> was definitely messing with the. Order. <laughs> Look, the motion got involved. Things got hot what? and heavy, and yeah, you know. I do think there is a little bit of, like Jenny said, she won't. 
she wanted to or he wanted to make a good documentary so maybe showing a shark attack and for, for what it's worth i mean he did to, like he did say he he recognized that he should not have fed fed that yes fed, and he said he was just so broken by what had happened yeah, to Charlie's like for not intervening. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He felt so poorly about it that he, he did refuse to intervene the next time as, as well. <laughs> Which gave us the best on the best footage in the whole movie. It was, was that it was awesome. Was like how smart she was. Mm -hmm. So for, for like I, I would encourage anyone to watch this, but the the this the, the octopus is extraordinarily, extraordinarily smart. Um, mm -hmm. yep. I mean, because it doesn't, it's got not strong enough to really do anything, right? And it's just prey. And so it's, it's, it's evolved in such a way that it has all these different defense mechanisms. Like it's a chameleon, it shoots out ink. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's Tight yeah, but it knows to like cover itself with yeah. kelp or with the thing or with seashells, like it yeah. did. And I mean, just so cool, incredibly, incredibly smart. Um, I liked watching her hunt. I liked um because they showed yep. her hunt a crab and, and a, um, lobster. a lobster, um, <laughs> which looked tasty. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure how octopi eat. They have a beak. Yeah. So they have a beak, so, and then so they eat they eat other um like mollusks like oh, that. Yeah. They have a beak, and so it's almost it cracks them. Right? Exactly, right. like kind of think about your like if you were you a had bird. like the, the nutcracker kind of thing right. for your crab. That's what is it on the does. front or is it like under the? I think it's underneath. Yeah, so I think you have the eye. So we're on. <laughs> you have the you have the two eyes and then the head, and I think it's kind of like up under. Yeah, because it's the umbrella she was, like, of taking it. the yeah, like, yeah. So it, it'll it'll take the um arms, it kind of it kind of brings it in with the arms and then gotcha. beaks it. But I never, the, I the never other, see her beak. You know, no. I don't know if that's unusual or not. The other thing is like I mean, if you like were let's say that none of us knew that octopus existed, mm -hmm. and I described that animal to anyone, you would say yeah. that is alien. Terrifying, yeah. Alien, alien. It's there's nothing else even remotely like it mm -hmm. on Earth, right? Mm -hmm. Like the suckers on the on the arms, and then giant brain, really smart, but it only lives for a year, and it's got mm -hmm. eight. It's it's a very very strange species. Super, super creepy. So it didn't even look like it, it could it could it could be it could be from another planet. That's my. Uh, it's an alien. Confirmed. <laughs> Roger just confirmed it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. So, what did you think about the sort of? They didn't expand on it much. It was like they would kind of bring it up. He would just kind of ramble about it, but he was trying to connect with his son. Um through the octopus so his son started diving with him and met Charlie's and um, by the end of the documentary he called him a little um, marine biologist in that they have dived so much together and he's seen so much that he's learned so much which was basically the whole point of the documentary is how much that they learned from the animal yeah, and the way I took it was that he was just in a very dark place, right? Mm -hmm. He was in a dark place and interacting 
day after day for a year with Charlize, worked for him to bring him out of this dark place and like kind of realize what was important, right? And I think made him like a better parent in that mm-hmm. way. Because they don't like, and it's nice that his son is following in his footsteps. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's like, that's a fairly common thing. I got the impression that he probably wasn't too much of a, too much of a father just based because of his own, because Bullshit. of his own, yeah, his own, his own depression or, or whatever mm-hmm. before in that Charlize brought him out of that and taught him. You know, and I mean, in some ways, like he talks about how short their life is, and you have to live. What is it? Live, live fast. However, however he describes it, it's another. But that's another lesson, right? Mm -hmm. That you know, we all—it's all of us, right? But we all only have so much time here, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, Charlize has a year. We have eighty years, hopefully, but make the most of it it's not a long not you know it's not a long time right and um so i think that that was another the lesson is like you know kind of like get busy living sort of deal yeah, that's and true that's, and go dive in the kilt beds uh and hold your yeah, this, how this, does he do that i don't understand it i want to know how he does it well he's just snorkeling i know but like still you have to hold your breath yeah so i mean that's a pretty it's there's a lot of dedication if you think about it because he's like, I mean like because what do you you're, you're like a max probably of two minutes down there at a time be, right two minutes down and up, down down and up and down and up like that's that's wild especially if the water I didn't realize the water was forty five so degrees cold <laughs> and he doesn't even have a shirt on he's going no he's free balling it well he's got the little cap on but yeah um. But yeah, no, I think you I gotta think respect that, a guy with no shirt on, though. Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean, Logan? Uh, yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> but obviously, this brought him out of that dark place. It gave him a lot of happiness. You know, he got to see this Oct- or Charlize every day, um, and it, and and going down there made him happy. So he wanted to, you know, this made him happy. So he wanted to bring his son along with him, and you know, share in that happiness and mm-hmm. show him the coolness of what what was going on, and kind of teach him some of the stuff that he had learned uh, along the way. So I, I think it definitely, you know, just going down to see Charlize and then uh, brought him out of the dark place that I think he was in. And then I think he just wanted to show uh, somebody that he really cared about on the surface uh, what what this awesome place was that he had been going to a lot. Yeah, well, and I think, like, it's not about the octopus, right? Like, well, yeah. I, think, think of it this way. Um have 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 you ever connected or felt about anything the way that he feels about that relationship? What the Probably relationship? Probably not. I don't think I've ever felt as love as deep as that man in his. But life. That, but like that, and it just like I think that's that's kind of the point too, mm-hmm. right? Is whatever you know, if you're in a dark place, find some, find your Charlize, whatever it might be, and. <laughs> And, your octopus. Right, exactly, exactly. So, but does it backfire on him though? Because one day, like almost a year in, he goes diving, and there's a big daddy octopus waiting there. Um, and he, out of nowhere, he's never mentioned any other octopus but her. 
like he's I don't know if he saw others or not, but they well, he never said showed. that he did. He said he didn't. He said that okay. the, just the nature. So they they, they talk They're about solitary, the uh, octopus. Right. Yeah. So it's very. He said it's very very rare to see two octopus octopi together. And like he realized pretty quickly that it was for one reason. Yeah. So they're mating. And so they're just in the den. And then as their life cycle indicates, um, that means she's going to get pregnant and die as her babies are born. And that's what he has to watch. So after he's felt all this love for this animal, he has to sit there he can't interfere or do anything. Um, so she just dies. And they show footage of fucking fish eating her carcass. And the shark um, coming to finally. Yeah. So yeah. that was horrifying. And I don't know how he withstood that. Because you could see, you know, it was devastating for him. And does that set him back in his whole depression cycle again? Like... Does he go to find another animal to connect with, or you know, does he? He might have. I think... The way he described it was like it had almost run. I don't want to say served its purpose, but like he, he didn't describe. So the death, I think, was tough for him, mm-hmm. but I think also allowed him to start living his life again, right? Because he, he described he it as a bit of as a bit of a relief, mm-hmm. and I mean, at the end of the day, right. I mean, we're all headed there, and it just—it mm-hmm. is—it is—it is what it is, right? And yeah, I think that that's show life and part, that's part 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 of the part of the part of the lesson as well. And I mean, that, that's not to say I mean I spent only an hour and a half with Charlize, and I just <laughs> cried my eyes out for the for, for that ten minute sequence. I watched it. I've already seen it too. Obviously, <laughs> I, I suggested it for that we watch it. And then I I watched it again today, you know whatever you mm-hmm. and um like the or this morning and say I I mean I knew exactly what was coming I could I didn't even want to watch it because I knew it was coming and I'm a, a big time waterworks yeah really. yeah I cried too because it's it's you know it's it's this I think it's part of it too is like she's such an incredible creature mm-hmm. that like we've seen her do all this crazy stuff and then. You know, a year is like such a short life. Like, yeah, it really is. But she lived it up, and she met a human. She had a relationship, yes. sort of. I guess I feel like on her end, it was there too because she's intelligent. Like, she is it wasn't just a mindless animal. It's like the chimps, you know, almost like the chimps in a way. No, she like. I mean, it took. She had to get used to him, right? And yeah. then, I mean, unless the movies, unless they just it's all just bs like like, she she came and spent time with him and got comfortable with him like so i mean they 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 they, i i think i think you could say they were friends and i I think think that that's a reasonable thing to say not not as uh delusional as uh old guy in the bears um where he thought those were his friends and they definitely definitely were not i mean this guy is i mean treadwell was like him yeah yeah this is a different deal, I think. Yes, definitely way, way different. It's that it's obsession, like, though. Yeah. It's that same obsession and that connection it's that true. they feel. But if you, like, yeah. substituted Charlize for, like, a pod of killer whales, 
then driving to the see the killer whales. I just dropped out and Charlie's Nicole. No, but I, I, I do think I think he studied up on it, so I think he understood yes. that the life cycle was not gonna was be coming, yeah. very much. And once this thing happened, it was kind of, you know, it was gonna the days were gonna be numbered as terrible as that is to say. Um, but yeah, I think he just understood again the circle of life that like, you know, you're gonna get this time with him and and I think he appreciated that year that he did have. Um he learned a lot. Uh he um formed that relationship with the with charlie so um i think it was really important to him and i don't think it set him back at all i think i think like i said he appreciated the Mm -hmm. fact that he got to do all all this stuff and got to go down there every day um Mm -hmm. and and experience just the the invite not just the octopus but the environment just to be around Mm -hmm. that kelp forest and see all of the different kind of fish uh, other mollusks uh the sharks even so i mean I, i think he really appreciated the experience they were pajama sharks because yeah, they had stripes sharks. on them. I so that was really fun. Yeah, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, something else cool that I thought that Charlize did was whenever she got her arm bitten off, she and she was healing, she went white. Like she lost oh, yeah. all of her mm-hmm. color. They um, said because she wasn't strong enough. Because she couldn't do it to. to, to Cam- camouflage herself yeah. it's amazing you know that all of her body was working towards regenerating a whole fucking limb mm-hmm. you know she sort of hibernated and grew a limb <laughs> yeah and i mean if you read up like i don't know if they said it in the movie but it took three months oh okay i wondered what the time frame was yeah so i I'd read up on it. it took three months so that was like a quarter of her life That's was spent crazy. regrowing that limb yeah that's insane and all those little bastard uh, star black and white little things. Oh, yeah, the brittle too. stars. Uh, brittle but how stars. about the way she figured out how to get rid of them? Yeah. By using her suckers to kind of just throw them out as throw they were. Throw them off. <laughs> get off me, bitch. She was like, nope, nope, nope. This is my crab. He ain't having none of my crabs. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, I think we touched on many of the thoughts that I had. It's only an hour and a half documentary. Yeah, it's an easy watch. It's on Netflix. So Well, well worth it if, yeah, if you're definitely. if you're a fan of documentaries. And it'll pull on the heartstrings. And you know, if you've ever been you've ever been down and out, it's a good one. It's a good one to get, get, some, in get some inspiration. Down and out, get in nature. Or just get in something. Something that's gonna give you that a profound experience. Whatever whatever it is that floats your boat mm. whether it's an octopus or drugs yeah i mean that's <laughs> it's a temporary drugs. I, I wouldn't suggest that sorry my bad my bad no. wrestling etc yeah. you know? <laughs> is that worse than drugs or better i don't know uh. It's less destructive. <laughs> Depends on the person, I suppose, Jenny. You know. That's true. Depends on if you actually end up wrestling yourself, and then you. Uh, oh, wrestling with shadows. Yeah, uh, or, or or just being a wrestler, and you get into the crazy death match stuff, and you could die. So. Oh. <laughs> that's what I should do. That is my diving with octopi. Death match wrestling. Death match wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but it, it was very beautiful, like I said, you know, mm -hmm. just seeing the environment with which all these animals lived in. Uh, amazing learning how smart the, the, the octopus can be uh, and how smart that specific one was, how she learned to adapt to certain things. The thing where she got on the back uh, of the shark was one of the most incredible defense mechanism things I've ever seen. I don't shark know was so confused. Yeah, he, he did not know what was happening. It was genius. I just cackled. I laughed the whole time. It was so great. I mean, think about that. It's the equivalent of Treadwell hopping on the back of that it grizzly sure bear is. that ate him. Like, crazy. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good example. but. <laughs> It works, I guess. But yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I was just watching on my tablet in bed, and Brooke was looking at her phone, doing whatever. Uh, and when it got to that part, I just showed it to her. I was like, "Look at this! Look at how this octopus is like attached to the back of this a little shark." Uh, I just thought it was so cool. Um, and you know, like Roger said, there's a there's some cynics out there that probably, and I, I'm probably one of them because I I got a little creeped out by the by the how into this octopus the guy was i won't lie um it, 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 it he, he came off as a little creepy at some parts the more i think about it and the more we've talked about it i kind of feel like it was you know it was for scientific purposes or documentary purposes uh but it, it at certain points especially when it was like crawling on his hand and stuff like that it was a, it was a little weird but um it, i i i did appreciate all the all the studying and all the you know teaching us uh, what he taught her so or she taught him i mean so good stuff and in the end he starts a foundation i think it was called sea change um something like that mm -hmm. so now he has people that dive with him um in that same forest so he you know they can kind of keep it going which is cool you know yep 100 like percent um five boxes of popcorn go out in a five out of five Five, okay. I, I would I would probably give it five. Yeah. It yeah, very it was good. very good. If nothing, just to see the you know the, the just the, the footage. Footage and the yeah. yeah, all the stuff. It was just very beautiful. All right. Well, um, what do you have to promote, Logan? Um, Highway to the Impact Zone is a TNA pod that I do on the Placement Nation Wrestling feed. We just did Hard Justice 2006, uh, where the Impact Zone caught on fire. Oh, um, God. So we had uh, James Grinberg on that one, which fit the chaotic nature uh, <laughs> of, of, of what ha was happening and the pot itself. So um, that, that was great. Um, it was me, Matt, and him. Uh, we filibustered for about 45 minutes while they put the fire out in the Impact Zone. So um, they showed every minute of it, of course. It did, you know, they have the editing ability, didn't edit a minute of it out. So uh, amazing. There, there is that. Um, and then uh, the other pod that I do here on the North South Connection is Linking Up Luchas. Uh, that's a Lucha Underground pod. Jenny, you're on that with me. Uh, you and Jake are a team. And then Schiff and Sean Kidd are a team. Just going through the history of Lucha Underground, we're about about halfway through the first season. Not quite halfway, but uh, we're getting close to the halfway point. Um, learning a lot, uh, experiencing a lot, uh, mm -hmm. and just having a ton of fun with that one. So check it out. I love that show. Um, what about you, Cowboy Roger? I have one one other show. We're yeah. hot in the middle of football season, so I do this week in the NFL with uh, John D'Amato and my dad, Cowboy Senior. Um, we 
do the do that show just about every week when we can. Schedules didn't allow it last week, unfortunately, and um, actually all of our teams won, so maybe we're oh, bad nice. luck. But, oh shit! Um, we are. will we will we will be back. We're recording tomorrow. It'll be up before the Thursday night game. So if you're into um, wrong predictions and you know three old guys cracking <laughs> jokes, that's the show for I you. I love three old guys. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm very into the uh, way your dad starts the shows where he has like three or four things that he wants to discuss right off the top. Uh, he that, that, he's, that pops me every time. Yeah, you know, he does it. Um, it's funny because he he does that like on his own. Like there's no there's no like there's no planning of that. Like, hey, dad, could you have a monologue ready? Like he just does that sometimes. We went we were in Vegas for the UFC um, in July. And we mm-hmm. went to like a meet and greet for the for, for the fighters. There were going to be six fighters at the meet and greet. He, without saying anything to us, for each of the guys had two things like ready to go, like like to, to say to them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, like Sean, like 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 he like. And so he he preps. He like he, he like preps and keeps it all up here. He, he he's he's, 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 a, vault, he's an iron vault up there. He's a <laughs> national he's a national treasure. Yeah, he really he is. is. So are you, then. Oh, no. Runs the um, family. Not at yeah, all. Listen to uh, This Week in the NFL for some old guys. And uh, I have the end of Freak Out Drive-In coming up here uh, tomorrow. So that was the entire month of October. We had four scary movies uh, every Wednesday. Uh, go back and listen to those if you haven't yet. And thank you if you did. I appreciate it. Uh, all the support and downloads and comments and everything that we got for those shows. Um, I am on a couple of wrestling shows. There's one called Extreme Three Way Dance that's here on North South Connection, and that goes through ECW. And um, over on the Place to Be, you can hear me on Talking WCW and PTB NXT. Uh, thanks so much, you guys. Um, we got another animal documentary coming up next time. We don't know what it is. But me and um, Jenny will pick it though. Yeah, Roger won't be picking it. <laughs> so just, just I, I have a few more. Just let me know okay. if you need me. You know, well, I was we'll just happy. I'm happy to. Uh, I'm happy to help. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening, and uh, we will see you next time.